welcome back to the Euctropolis podcast. I'm your host, James Hill, and in this episode, we are going to explore the spice of life. That's right, variety, variation, simple ways to make your simple chords sound a whole lot better. So stick around. Our question this week comes to us from Arlene, and Arlene is working on a song called All Night Long. And no, it's not the Lionel Richie hit, All Night Long. This is a traditional proto-blues that goes something like this. All night long, all night long, all night long, from midnight on. Down in the station, ready to go. If the train don't come, something's wrong on the road. And specifically, Arlene is working on an instrumental version of that that I teach in the course The Ukulele Way. Now, The Ukulele Way is a very special course. It's actually six levels of course rolled into one, and it's all about one thing, and that is how to play the melody, the harmony, and the rhythm simultaneously on one ukulele. Yes, that old juggling act that some people call chord melody, other people call the solo style of ukulele. Whatever you call it, it's the juggling act of playing all the parts at once on one instrument. An amazing musical feat, and it takes a while to get the hang of it, but it's a wonderful journey. And if you want to know more, check out the ukulele way. Com. So Arlene is working on level one of the ukulele way. And in that level, you will come across this same lesson, lesson eight, all night long, where you learn how to play an instrumental version of the song that I just sang. And although that sounds like a big challenge, it's not too bad at this level. This is like when you're first learning how to juggle and you've got a couple of bean bags and you're learning to juggle two bean bags with one hand. That's the sort of level that we're at, okay? It's hard, but you can do it with a bit of practice. In this case, Arlene is just plucking the notes of the melody, and then she'll strum some chords in the gap that's left by those melody notes. And then more chords, more picking. More chords, more picking, more chords. So at this level, the solo style of ukulele, where you can just stand up on stage and play all of the parts simultaneously, at this level, it's more of an exercise of switching between plucking the notes and strumming the chords. It works just fine, and it's a good start because later on, we are going to do that same kind of switching between plucking and strumming much more quickly and fluidly. 
to get a really much more convincing chord melody effect where it's going to be harder and harder to tell that there aren't two or sometimes three people playing at the same time. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. What Arlene is wondering about is how she can spice up the chords that she's strumming in between these little picking passages. And the chords in this piece are very simple. There's a C, more Cs, and at a certain point, it goes to G. And back to C. And guess what? That's it. <laughs> so we have a very simple C and G harmony throughout this whole piece. And it gives us a great little sandbox to work on some chord variations. Because, as you know, variation is the spice of life. And chord variations are the spice of the ukulele, I guess. <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, after a while, I don't know if you feel this, I certainly do, that you've played the C chord thousands of times. Even if you're a beginner, you've probably played the C chord thousands of times. So the question is, you know, what can you do to it to make it just a little more interesting, both to yourself and to your audience, even if that audience is your dog, your cat, your niece, nephew, granddaughter, grandson, neighbor. Maybe you don't have a big audience, but hey, you want to make it as enjoyable for them as possible. So if you've played the C chord 10,000 times, well, they've probably heard it a few thousand times. So what can we do to that and also to the G chord to make things more interesting? The G is specifically what Arlene is wondering about. She says, I tried lifting and moving around those G chord notes to find something more interesting, but I just couldn't nail it. How do I do it? Okay, well, here are a couple of ideas. I'll give you a couple of C chord variations and a couple of G chord variations to get you started. Disclaimer, there are probably a million variations on these chords. Don't stop here, just use these as a jumping off point for your own exploration. Okay, so let's say you have a C chord and you wanna make it more interesting. What would you do? Well, my go-to is to put the F chord down right over top and then take the F chord away, which sounds Okay, and you may have heard me talk about that before. I call that rocking the chord. That's how my teachers referred to that little move. And it really does look like you're playing two chords at once. The C chord, and then you keep holding the C chord in place, and you put down the F chord notes right over top. And then you take them away just as quick as you put them down. That really sounds nice. All night long, all night long. You know, that just feels good. But as I always say to my, my teachers in the Jehui Teacher Certification Program, I always say, you need to teach in three dimensions where you have something that's a little easier than what you're teaching and you have something where you can turn up the heat and make things a little more challenging. 
So I'm going to do that right now with you. Maybe putting the F chord down right over top of the C chord is too much of a stretch. Well, in that case, you could just turn down the heat a little bit and simply put the A minor chord down over top of the C chord instead. Keep holding the C chord the way you always do, but now put the second finger on the second fret of that fourth string. That looks like you're playing a C chord and an A minor chord at the same time. C, put down the second finger on the second fret of the fourth string, and then let it go. All night long, all night long, all night long. Okay, it doesn't give me quite as much movement, but it's a start. Even just the idea that I can take notes of one chord and superimpose the notes of another chord, this is already maybe a new concept for you. So, take it easy one step at a time. C chord, put an A minor on top. In other words, it looks like you're holding both of those chords at the same time. And then take it away. Now, if you have heard the podcast before and heard me mention rocking the chord, or maybe you've taken uh, uh, ukulele jazz or the ukulele way or the Jehui teacher certification program, and this to you is like, you know, just duck soup. Too easy. You want something a little more challenging. Well, let's go. You could, instead of superimposing the F chord, which sounds great, you could superimpose over top of the C chord a D minor chord. And that gives it just a little more richness. Hmm. You could also try hammering down some of the notes so that not all of the notes happen at the same time, like this. Listen real close. Mmm, did you hear that one? What I'm doing there is putting my usual F chord down over top of the C chord, but then I'm coming in after that with the ring finger on the note D. So <laughs> this gets pretty uh, complex Real quickly, I'm starting with a garden variety C chord. I'm superimposing an F chord over top of that. And then I'm actually going to a D minor chord over top of that. And I'm doing it all just in the blink of an eye. All night long. All night long. All night long. Now, what happens when we get to this G chord? Hmm. Well, this was Arlene's original question. What do I do when I get to a G chord and I want to spice it up a little bit? Now, holding a G chord is very different than holding a C chord because with a C chord, I have one finger down and I've got the rest of my fingers free to do other things. But when I'm holding a G chord, it's the opposite. I've got most of my fingers down, just occupied 
with playing the basic chord. In this case, I've only got one finger left over. So what am I going to do to make this chord interesting? Because I don't have much to work with here. Well, of course, you do have a lot to work with. You just have to think about it differently. When you have a chord that already has a lot of fingers in the mix, well, you're not going to do the sort of trick of superimposing another chord right over top because, you know, obviously, you don't have enough fingers to do that. What you can do is work with the notes that you already have. And the easiest way to do that is to just move the whole thing, in this case, down one fret toward the tuning pegs, and back up to where you came from. You get a similar effect of having something consonant, that's what you expected, then you go away from that, mm, a little surprise, it might sound a little too spicy on its own if you stayed there for a long time, but then you relieve that tension and come back to where you began. So just to be really clear what I'm doing there, I'm playing a G chord, not a G7 in this case, just a regular old G. From the ceiling to the floor, that would be zero, two, three, two. And I'm just moving all of those notes one fret down toward the tuning pegs. And I get this very odd sounding dissonant chord. But I don't stay there very long. I come right back to where I started. All night long From midnight on See how on its own it sounds very dissonant. I mean, I don't even know what that chord is. It's just kind of like a, it's like a flat tire version of a G chord. But I just don't stay there for very long. As long as I come back to something consonant within a reasonable span of time, then the ear of the audience kind of forgives and forgets and just moves on. And in the best case scenario, actually kind of enjoys that little bit of friction between consonant chords. Now, speaking of friction, to me, sometimes when I let the air out and I play that flat tire version of G, where I just pull everything back toward the tuning pegs, I mean, even for me, and I do like dissonant chords, that's a bit funky, I have to say. Because if you look carefully, you've got the G note, the fourth string, and under your ring finger at that moment, you've got this G flat, and you got both of those happen at the same time. Sounds kind of like a like an ambulance siren. You know, that's maybe a little bit wonky. This is up to your personal taste. You know, how much cayenne pepper do you really want on your breakfast cereal? <laughs> so if you don't want quite as much pepper in the mix, well, why not just leave the G note where it is and don't mess with it? So now I'm going to take the G chord, but instead of moving all of the notes back toward the tuning pegs by one fret, I'm just going to move the first and second fingers. And that gives me this sort of in-between friction chord 
of 0, 1, 3, 1. This very strange, but not quite as spicy in-between chord. It looks a bit like a, like a G chord doing the splits. Like there's an extra fret there where there shouldn't be a fret. And then I just have to close it up. And I get my very consonant sounding G chord again. That's a way of dialing back the spice. Because, you know, as always, you're going to season to taste. That's true in cooking. It's true in music. So now that would sound like this. All night long. All night long. Now, I quite like that. That works for me. So you have lots of options here in terms of how you want to spice these chords up. These are two different approaches, and that's why I really like this example that Arlene has brought up. Because on one hand, you have a chord, like C, where you aren't using many fingers to play the chord itself. And so you have lots of fingers left over to add on and do other things and superimpose other notes. You know, you've got lots of freedom there to to add new things on top, you know. And on the other hand, you have a chord like G, where most of your fingers are occupied just in playing the chord, but you still want to spice things up. But you have to take a different approach this time. You have to work with the notes that are already there and move them around. And that's how you're going to spice things up. And just right there in that little example that I gave, uh, if you listen really closely to what I was doing there, that could be the next level. Or... Now I'm working with the notes that I have, and I'm moving that little chord shape around to get some really interesting variations. And it's going to be up to you to experiment and to season to taste, right? I'll leave you with one final thought this week, and that is beware of overthinking this exercise. I know it's tempting to want to understand and name every one of these passing chords. It's tempting to want to understand exactly why certain chords can be superimposed over other chords. But at the end of the day, what matters is that it sounds good to you. You do not have to understand every little thing that you do on the fretboard. I'm giving you permission right now. You don't have to understand it all. You just have to do it and enjoy it. And oftentimes, I follow the highly unscientific method of just putting a chord down, and then with whatever fingers I have left over, sort of noodling around. And sometimes I get sounds that I like, and sometimes I'll hit something that I'm not so fond of, but, you know, that's part of the 
learning process too. So put down the chord with whatever fingers you have left over. Add some notes. See if you like it. If you like it, remember it and do it again sometime. If you don't like it, well, maybe don't do it again sometime. Or maybe give it a break and then try it again. It's like a spice that you don't like initially. But experimentation and being guided by your own taste is really the order of the day. So keep your ears open, keep on practicing, and above all, have fun with it. Thanks to Arlene for this week's question. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Euctropolis podcast. My name is James Hill, and I'll be back again next week with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question from a student at euctropolis.com. Now, in the meantime, head on over to euctropolis.com. You'll find me there, as well as many, many other students from around the world working on unique online ukulele courses covering all manner of topics from absolute beginner to very advanced ukulele jazz. So join us there and become part of the Euctropolis community. Until next week, keep on strumming. Oh, hi. Uh, You're still here. Yeah, the podcast is um, over, but um, I'm still here too. So uh, how about I play you all night long with some of those chord variations that we talked about in this episode? And if you listen closely, maybe even a couple more for a challenge. Here we go. All night long, all night Ready to go If the train don't come Something's wrong on the road Alright, that's really it this time See you next week